right? This is very to today's show that was um i remember it's one of the i think it's like the only grateful dead song i actually know just because um nobody suggested it to me once he's a um you know he's a huge uh, deadhead um which i guess is ironic considering just you know how much of a cia had to do uh, with the um you know grateful dead but uh you know that's never here nor there and um so yeah um this is, um, yeah, I'm just going to start with a 900-pound elephant in the room. Uh, this is from nhjournal.com. What's going on, everyone? Um, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Friday show. I wish I had more uh, positive stuff to talk about other than, you know, the Crypto 6 becoming the Crypto 3. Although I, I do think there is somewhat of a positive angle to this. Um, you know, the silver lining and the gray cloud. And we're going to talk about the... We're going to talk about the um, protests actually going on in China against this insane second lockdown. We're going to talk about Senator Dianne Feinstein of all people. Oh shit! I, I should have. Um, should I gave it away. I should have. No, it wouldn't have been very funny. But I, I should have done like a like a bit where I say, "Oh, you know, this you'll never guess which prominent Democratic politician is uh, being accused of uh, memory loss." And, you know, obviously the third spot would be Biden, which I haven't seen any footage um, or any I haven't seen particularly um, that much footage from uh, from Biden. So uh, other than the uh, shaking hands with the air thing, which honestly, like, you know, you see these people freaking out on Fox News like, oh, he's shaking hands with nobody. He's going crazy. Excuse me, No, he's not shaking hands with nobody. He's shaking hands with the air. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that would be if I see nobody and Biden shaking hands. Um, no, I'd probably be, uh, no, 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 I'm not going to say it. That's, that's, that's filthy and could get me a, a secret service visit. And I'm like, your, your problem with him now is that he's shaking hands with the air, not with him, uh, or at least with his daughter writing that he took inappropriate showers with her, not him sniffing kids. Like, oh, suddenly now you're all having a problem with all you stuffy talking heads. Um, so we're anyways, we're going to be getting into that. cat you know my, my I, I do have an amazing cat although i guess he's still technically like a kitten he's um, gonna be turning one years old very soon 
but he he's amazing he loves to play fetch like yeah you know i have these little catnip mice for him that i throw around and he always ends up losing them and then one day i see him bring one that i thought was lost and he you know he he brings it up to me drops it and then i throw it and then he comes back and then i you know continue doing work or something and then you know i look next to me and his uh, mouse is there and he's sitting there and he wants me to um wants me to throw it so that might if i pause during the show that might be because of that so I'm just going to dive right in here. Nobody joins the Crypto 6 plea bargain parade. On the day, the ex... All right, okay, this is from nhjournal.com. This is from Damian Fisher. And I asked in the listener group today, I said, should I read from a legit source or should I go from NH Journal again just so I could spur, you know, have an excuse to spurg out over how poorly written it is? And so obviously I chose the latter. But there actually was... Um, Hold on, where was I? I think it was a Keen Sentinel article. I'll just find it now. It actually was a pretty decent Sentinel article. Um, um, New Hampshire State Senate. A teenager saved man from burning vehicle on Route 9. Oh, my God. In Keen, pride and pumpkins could make a festival-filled late summer fall. Oh, we got to see an eminent domain in Keen. Uh, where, all right, let me just type it into Google News then. Uh, okay, you, union leader, okay. Updated. Okay, maybe it's this one. Okay, yeah, this was this one. All right, all right. So I'll read that one after this one. Nobody joins a Crypto Six plea bargain parade. P parade. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. I guess he just wanted to play fetch tonight. On the day the ex-girlfriend of Free Keen's Ian Freeman ple uh, pleaded guilty in in the money laundering. The federal money laundering Bitcoin case. It sounds like it was written by a fourth grader, but his libertarian comrade, comrade, his libertarian comrade, known as Nobody, filed notice of his plans to enter a plea deal as well. Freeman, 42, is at the center of a case targeting his Bitcoin exchanges and his several libertarian churches, which he used to receive, quote, donations as part of the multi-million dollar money laundering scheme, according to the government. Freeman was arrested last year, uh, along with Nobody, formerly known as Rich Paul, 54. So, so it's weird. I mean, he mentions Nobody here in the lead, but then, uh, so... Freeman's ex-girlfriend, Renee Spinella, 25, and her husband, and, uh, Andrew Spinella, 36... The Spinellas entered into plea agreements this week. Okay, I read that already. Oh, well, actually, no, this, this was updated Thursday. Um, Andrew Spinell on Tuesday and Renee Spinell on Thursday. Both plea agreements center on their actions to open bank accounts in their own names, which Freeman venue, uh, then, uh, allegedly used as part of his scheme, according to court records. Well, Andrew Spinella... Oh, there's your mouse, okay. While Andrew Spinella was able to bargain for no jail time in exchange for his guilty plea, Renee Spinella was not as fortunate in making a deal for her role in setting up the bank accounts for the Crypto Church of New Hampshire. One of Freeman's many pseudo-religious entities. 
According to court records, prosecutors agreed to drop many of the charges against Renee Spinella and seek minimum prison time for one count of wire fraud. The maximum sentence is 30 years. Nobody's noticed that he plans to plead guilty came as a surprise. He has seen a he he has been a fixture among the Keene libertarian groups, spearheading marijuana activism and running for mayor of Keene and governor of New Hampshire. Nobody has previously done jail time for drug offenses in 20, 2014 after refusing to become a federal informant against Freeman and his fellow libertarian activists. After his arrest last year, nobody also adamantly stated that the police officers needed to be killed. Um, I, I don't know if it's if that's that's the exact uh, phrasing, but and made other obscene and threatening statements to his former defense attorney, according to court records. With Espinella's and nobody agreeing to take pleas, that leaves Freeman, Aria Demezio, who calls herself a trans-satanic anarchist and who started a... Who, yeah, I mean, this is so poor. Like, like if, I, if I was writing this, it would be Aria Demezio a self-described trans-satanic anarchist, started a satanic temple that has um, started the satanic temple that has been implicated, a satanic temple that has been implicated in the scheme, so that's how I'd write it, but anyways. Um, and Colleen Fordham, a 62-year-old Alstead woman who operates the convenience store in Keene in a building Freeman owns. And notice here, this guy doesn't have images in his articles, except here he decided to have one, have one of Renee. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he did a lot of... Uh, a lot of research, right? You, you know, looking right for the, uh, the best picture. Picture to use is creep. Um, and notice too, they, they don't attribute where these photos come from. Like, let's do a, uh, let's do a reverse Google search. Law. No, it's a tie-dye. <laughs> the only thing that pops up is tie-dye. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, this is from a free Keen article. So this this asshole st literally steals Ian's intellectual property and doesn't even credit him, right? This would get you this would get you a demerit. This would would get you almost close to being fired. Um, it'd be I think I forget if there's like a free strike system or something. I I never you know I, I was I'm, I'm like such a pro I I never even heard of a system, let alone got a strike. But uh, I've been told there's like a free strike system, and this definitely would have been a strike. I mean, forgetting to put the uh, the attribute. Um, attribution for the uh, for the photo so that's really bad really bad form okay so uh, and Colleen Fordham a 62 year old Alsted woman who operates the convenience store in Keene who well, look at this who operates it, it should be a convenience store in Keene who operates the convenience store in Keene in a building Freeman owns. Freeman is a longtime libertarian activist who first moved to... Okay, and then he just copy and pastes. It's the same thing. Repeatedly used his radio show to call for the lowering of the age of consent. However, for, I mean, Freeman has taken, uh, has taken part in Free State Project events like the annual Libertarian Pork Fest since his 2014 ouster. The Free State Project is a libertarian movement that encourages people to move to New Hampshire and take over state government. It encourages, like, libertarian... Like, anyways. Uh, Freeman was an... Oh, by the way, I checked out this guy's Twitter Twitter profile, and despite him writing for... Being a writer for NH Journal, my troll... Like, my troll account has almost as many um, followers as he does, so... 
Um, According to the prosecutor, since 2016, Freeman and others have operated businesses and phony churches that allowed criminal customers to exchange over $10 million in fiat currency for virtual currencies. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that the year they say these alleged crimes started is also the year that their last attempt to get Ian thrown in jail failed with the, um, the child pornography raid? Right, that, that, that isn't lost on me. Charging a fee for the service, prosecutors have said Freeman knew he was laundering money for, from criminals. Agents took dozens of guns and $180,000 in cash out of Freeman's keen, keen home during the March 2021 raid. When he and others were arrested, he was estimated to have more than $1.6 million in cryptocurrency at his disposal that authorities know about, according to court records. But he doesn't cite, he doesn't link to. And so here, um, the uh, Concord Monitor article is much better, uh, mu much, much better written. So uh, I just want to read this one now. or I'll just read select passages from it. Um, Renee and Andy Spinella, both of Derry, are scheduled for... Um, oh, hold on. This was written quite a while ago, but they actually do... Um, they actually do get, uh, get, get quotes here. So Freeman also faces charges of operation of an... Um, Unlicensed money transmitting business, continuing financial crimes enterprise, money laundering, and six counts of wire fraud. The continuing financial crimes enterprise charge carries a 10-year mandatory minimum sentence. And so here we go. They actually get a quote from me. And quote, unfortunately, the way the federal government works is they do their best to intimidate people by stacking on as many charges as possible, Freeman said Saturday. Freeman said he has not been allowed to talk to his co-defendants, but he has heard that the prosecution threatened the Spinellas with additional charges to force them into a plea deal. The Sentinel has not been able to confirm this. Court uh, documents do not indicate any additional charges. Well, yeah, because they said they are going to file them, not that they already filed them. Freeman said he does not expect the Spinellas will cooperate with the government despite the scheduled guilty plea. Quote, nobody here did anything wrong. These are victimless so-called crimes, he said. I expect they will not be cooperating with the state because we all believe that the state is evil. Assistant U.S. Um, oh, yeah, here it is. Just, U.S. Attorney General Georgiana L. MacDonald has previously alleged that, quote, hordes of cyber criminals, right? The evil horde, the evil horde of cyber criminals bought virtual currency from Freeman in an effort to avoid detection by banks and government regulators. Um... The government also claims in court documents Freeman allowed an undercover agent to exchange around $20,000 in cash for Bitcoin after the agent told him he was dealing drugs. Freeman's lawyer, Mark Sisti, has previously told the Sentinel he doesn't know where the government's claim about an undercover agent is coming from. He said he has seen evidence of Freeman refusing to deal with criminals. Demezio, also reached by phone Saturday, said the Spinellas have to do what is best for themselves, even if it means entering a plea deal with the government. Quote, in the libertarian philosophy, as long as they are making the decision that is best for them, the world is best served, Demezio said. Okay. While she said she believes a jury will find no evidence of the alleged crimes, quote, certainly if they agree to be star witnesses to the prosecutors, that certainly will have an effect on other people's cases. But a guilty plea is not evidence of guilt, Demezio argued, claiming, as Freeman did, that the federal government stacks charges against defendants to, quote, bully them into pleas. Quote, it's hard to accept a guilty plea as an actual confession of guilt in the modern court system, she said. Whether they're guilty or not, defendants accept the deal to make the bigger threat go away. 
and yeah, that is much better written. Also, also because they actually, you know, bothered to uh, talk to the people involved. Um, although I haven't asked if Ian um, was uh, was um, was was reached out to, um, or if he like if if they did reach out to him and he said no. What's this? What are all these things? Oh, here we go. Well, I got the order. Um, I got the order fucked around. Here we go. So now we're talking about um, China. You know, appropriately, now we're moving on to talking about China, um, where pretty much the U.S. is becoming um, indistinguishable from. And, like, I've just been looking at the geopolitical, uh, you know, the geopolitical map, and it's almost like we were living in the world of 1984 with, like, the three super states where we have currently... It's why, well, like, Russia represents Eurasia just because, you know, France and Germany, they're uh, dependent on, because of the Green Party, right, because of these, you know, environmentalist co communists. These, you know, basically, you know, green communists, right, reds who disguise themselves in green, they um, got rid of nuclear power in Europe, and so now Europe is dependent on Russian natural gas. So, I mean, if let's say there was, like, a serious legitimate war, without you know without uh without energy right domestic energy um you know it doesn't even matter how many how much oil reserves the uh, you know german or french militaries have but if they can't get energy and the u.s obviously isn't going to be able to um i mean hell even in relative peacetime the u.s isn't able to uh match russia's um you know ma match the um energy they would receive from russia so like you know certainly not in wartime hell even the u.s is barely even able to with uh, the shit that happened in texas and this green new deal destroying all the energy infrastructure um the u.s is going to have a hard time powering itself so if there is some sort of war i imagine it would be easy for russia to take over most of uh, continental europe and then the uh, frontier would be in the you know the middle east or maybe north africa and uh, then we have the three super states of 1984, right? We have Oceania, which is the UK, the US, South America, and um, Australia, and, you know, the islands. Then we have um, Eurasia, which is basically, you know, communist Europe controlled from Moscow, and uh, and, and also parts of Eurasia, too, um, you know, parts of, uh, parts of Asia, you know, like, you know, Soviet parts. And then finally, the last um, super state would be East Asia, which would, at this point, probably just China, Unless China is able to um, invade and take over, like, Japan and, you know, everywhere. And then, like, you know, the frontier would be, like, you know, the Indies or, um, you know, Australia. It really is starting to look a lot like the book. And, you know, in the book, two super states would ally against the other. And then, for whatever reason, they would change. And so, what was it? I think it was... I think Eurasia was the enemy. And then... And, and uh, Oceania was allied with East Asia. And then at the very end of the... Um, at the very... Well, you know, spoiler alert. At the very end of a book, like, in mid-sentence, like, yeah, you know, we're kicking those Eurasian ass. And, and, oh, Justin, we've beat the East Asians, right? We've always been at war with East Asia. Because it used to be, you know, the Chinese were over our trading partners. And then now they're still our trading partners. But now they're also geopolitical. Like, it just, you know, just doesn't make any sense. And that's why I think uh, we're living close to the end times. Because this weird, fucked up, not just uh, not just international uh, international relations system. But the, um, you know, just like politics and how things work um, in this country. Right? The so-called freest country in the world. And even in New Hampshire, the so-called free state. 
uh, we have like a fraction of freedoms that uh, you know medieval peasants would have in some cases. The surveillance is a lot worse. And so that's also fucked up. So that's why I'm thinking this is really is paving the way for the uh, beast antichrist system that Revelation um, warns about. Growing defiance of COVID curbs in China bring wave of arrests. This is from Reuters.com. Beijing. April, April 15th. Um, Sun Jian, a 37-year-old master's degree student in the Chinese city of Yantai, for months staged a solo campaign against his university's COVID-19 prevention measures, including blistering criticism on social media. I 100%. Good for you. Already, so already, at whatever this... You know, whatever Chinese college this guy is going to, um, he has more balls than, like, everyone at Kegsan College. Because at least as far as I could tell, um, just by, you know, looking at social media and the, um, you know, college paper, like, no one was against it, right? Everyone was just lockstepping for it. So, I mean, that's really sad when you have a guy literally in communist China who uh, um, who's standing up against the, the COVID lockdowns. Now, granted, this is against the university and not the government, although I'm sure the uh, just like in the United States, I'm sure the university and government are quite intertwined. The last straw for authorities came on March 27 when Sun walked around his campus carrying a placard that read, Lift the Lockdown on Lu Dong. Police detained him on April 1st. Lu Dong University expelled him, according to a letter from the university seen by Reuters. University officials did not respond to a request for comment. No, 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 don't drink my drink. <laughs> don't drink my drink, please. He's uh, exploring, sniffing around the table. Um, the Chinese public have largely have been largely supportive of the zero COVID policy that kept the coronavirus at bay for the two years after it emerged in the central city of Wuhan in late 2019 and spread rapidly around the world. I keep looking at the uh, oh, there it is. I keep looking at the second monitor just to see my cat. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess I could just let him down here. I mean, so far, like, I'm just afraid he's going to get the zoomies and, like, unplug, you know, the computer right in the middle of a stream. But I actually did make it. Oh, there's your mask. I actually did make an effort to clean up the wires under here so it's not, you know, a total jungle. There we go. But the support seems to be wearing thin as the highly contagious Omicron variant emerges in China. Wow, seriously, just now? Only just now? Triggering curbs that have, that have brought food shortages, family separations, lost wages, and economic pain. Sun's protest reflects growing frustration and resentment in a society that generally respects authority with a COVID strategy that is increasingly challenged by the Omicron variant. In some cases, the pushback has gone viral on social media with uh, video clips of citizens scuffling with health workers and screaming anger over lockdowns from windows of her apartments. Space for dissent has narrowed as China has grown more authoritarian under President Xi Jinping, and the anger over COVID restrictions has caused headaches for authorities who have urged the public to make sacrifices for the greater good. Gee, now where does that sound like? That sounds very familiar. Sun has said his university has moved classes online and banned students...
and ban students from leaving campus, receiving packages, or getting outside food deliveries. He dismissed the curbs as unnecessary, given what he said was below death rates associated with the Omicron variant. The trouble brought by the virus can't be compared with a disruption from some of the anti-COVID measures taken by our school, Sun told Reuters by telephone. He said his social media accounts have been blocked, venting off. Arrests and detentions for COVID-related rule-breaking surged in March, according to the results of a search on the Weibo social media platform for police statements, posts by state agencies and state media reports from around China. The search found 59 confirmed police cases and 26 arrests for COVID rule-breaking in January and fewer in February. But in March, more than 600 police cases and 150 confirmed arrests were reported on Weibo, Weibo the review by Reuters found. It is likely that the – which I think Quebec had like a lot more. Quebec had – you know, Quebec was able to take like millions and millions of dollars in finances. Excuse me, in fines. It is likely that the uh, figures represent only a fraction of actual cases, as not every incident makes it to social media or is reported by the authorities. Public security departments also announced a surge in crackdowns on COVID rule violations in March, with cities and counties publishing 80 notices on their Weibo accounts compared with 7 in January and 10 in February. Most infractions involve citizens trying to skirt rules such as uh, reporting travels on a health app, falsifying COVID test results, and sneaking out of lockdown neighborhoods. Assaults on health workers also surged. Well, yeah, I mean, because like when you have doctors forcibly quarantining people and you're putting their hands on you. Police also reported uh, arrests of citizens who were venting off dissatisfaction using inappropriate language relating to the pandemic. Yeah, so that kind of sounds like, you know, saying, oh, this is a hoax. This is all bullshit. And then, oh, you know, you have a whole, it's like, what was, um, venting dissatisfaction. Um, like that scene in, um, through a, uh, through a scanner darkly. Where did Substance D come from? Why can't we stop it? The bigger this war gets, the more freedoms we lose, the more Substance D is on our streets. Can't you figure this out? Look around you! Look how far we've come! Humanity wasn't meant to live like this! Right, this is when Keanu Reeves met Alex, or, I mean, he met Alex Jones behind the scenes. I think I saw a picture of him and like Jones and the whole cast together waking moment tracked and traced and scanned it's time to stop submitting to this tyranny it's time to realize that we're being enslaved so uh, here here we go the party van our tax dollars here to protect ourselves oh it's our tax dollars at work to protect us from ourselves hey guys i used to be one of you stop selling out your own species so he gets tased and dragged into the van on the ground hey <laughs> get in up oh, here's winona rider anyways yeah wow this is from how long ago so that, that, that's that, that that's what immediately came into my mind as the resentment simmers authorities are trying to control the public message often with censorship and online uh, excuse me censorship of online complaints 
On April 5th, videos of a protest against lockdowns in Langfang, a city near Beijing, were quickly removed from Weibo. Last week, Shanghai announced a crackdown on rumors threatening to shut down offending social media chat groups. But pushback from the public can yield results. Last month, students at Sichuan University in the city of Chengdu forced university authorities to lift a campus lockdown after protesting. The South China Morning Post reported. That's interesting, actually. Wow, I mean, good for them. If that's, like, amazing. Like, in, in China, of all places. State media warnings have at times added fuel to the fire. Thousands of social media posts use a Weibo hashtag for a report by the official Xinhua news agency about police cracking down on COVID-related misinformation to boast criticism of a government's coronavirus response. By Friday, it had racked up over half a billion views. And so now this is actually a very interesting um, account here. This is, um, Jenner, uh, this is on Twitter at Jennifer ATNTD, Jennifer Zhang. Um, and she, this is, um, hit, I guess, like hidden, uh, hidden video footage of what's going on in um, Shanghai. Some intense moments when the CCP police remove residents from their homes that, so that the buildings can be used as COVID-19 quarantine sites. So for, our radio, for, um, for audio listeners, there's a bunch of people in hazmats or, you know, they just, you know, white, um, like sterile suits, right? I don't know. What, I guess it would be. Ha- yeah, I guess it's a hazmat suit. Just like, you know, um, very primitive hazmat suit. And they're all dressed in white and blue, right? They look like the uh, goons from Squid Games. And they're pulling people away from their apartment building because they need to use the apartment building for um, for a quarantine. Right now, in, in places like Canada, they would quarantine people in hotels, right? Very expensive hotels against their will. But in China, they're you know, forcing people out of their homes against their will to then take people who test positive and force them against their will to quarantine. And so you have a cops roughing people up. Everyone's wearing a mask. Okay, so then it's just yeah, this is just just sixteen second repeat. Um, I'm sorry if this is too disgusting to watch, but imagine 1,000 people having to share one toilet and there is no water in the restroom of the hurriedly built COVID-19 quarantine sites. And so here we go. This is the toilet, right? Apparently the one toilet you're allowed to use. And since there's no water, it's not flushing. The toilet's literally filled with a mountain of shit. (laughs) All the toilets are filled with shit. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, via toilet paper, you have to throw it in the trash can although that that's actually um that actually might be a normal thing um uh, i know in south korea because the um in, in other places apparently costa rica also my my dad said because the, the the plumbing isn't as good as it is in the united states people um if you you know you, the, the, the um you you could fuck up the plumbing if you flush toilet paper so what they do is they wipe your ass and then you put the toilet paper in the trash next to you which really must stink up the Which really must stink up the um, 
The play say what's going on cody scanner darkly is a great book that's right yeah i should have mentioned it was um a philip k dick book that eventually got turned into a um a movie by richard linkladder right before he well i guess he always made sort of like you know boring stuff but now now the stuff he's been making has been like super boring um but yeah that was um let's see i think the only philip k dick book i ever read like in you know fully was um do androids dream of electric sheep i had to read that in high school and that was good i actually liked that one a lot i actually liked the book more than blade runner i've been meaning to read valis because um yeah i mean back you know like but uh yeah I, I've, I've been meaning to read valis and i think it's like a whole trilogy because there's what radio free album move then valis and it's you know it's it's just just so just so much reading but um i, I really do identify with philip k dick um you know, t take that uh, of what you will. But don't fall off. Oh don't, my God! Oh God! Don't <laughs> oh. oh my God! Oh. Okay. Oh God! It's making me nauseous. That's disgusting. Oh my God. And it's several thousand people too. So when I said one thousand people having to share one toilet, there's four. To there's four toilets. Oh God. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get kicked off of Odyssey. That's disgusting. Oh my God. Uh oh, main storage is full. Oh, well. Yeah, you know, Telegram does that weird thing. I, I never knew it did this. It's like, literally, when you watch a video on Telegram, it like downloads to this folder that's almost inaccessible without a third party app. And so, like, my computer was, um, or my, my, my phone was just getting saturated with, like, literally, even, I don't even have to look at it, just when I'm scrolling, it fucking downloads. So, so watch that, watch out for that. Because it appears under other, right? It doesn't appear under downloads. Okay, so now um, people are breaking down the lockdown barricades and are getting attacked by the cops. So people broke down the fencing. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's... And people would say, oh, my God, these, you know, these cops, these, these, these uh, evil communists are a bunch of NPCs. But isn't it the same thing in the United States and the West, right? Germany, the Netherlands, Canada, the United States, where there's a protest and the police are uh, abusing people, right? Abusing children, throwing tear gas into crowds of peaceful people, hitting people with uh, with billy clubs and shit. And... You know, you hear mothers screaming, you hear kids screaming, and, you know, the cops are just, oh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh just another day at work. And they just have this blank look in their face, and it's like this psychotic NPC, you know, like, like it's like what I, well, you know, in a few times that I have, like, confronted cops at events and stuff, right? You, you know, you ask them, say, why are you doing this? And they just have this, like, blank look at you. You know, they, they re return, they have this, like, blank look on their face. I say, yeah, you're a fucking retard. You can't even talk. That's why they hired you for this job. Um... And it's like, you know, it's like that in the United States. It's like that in China. And it's important It's important that I bring this up because a lot of people, um, and you know, myself included for a period of time, have this, like, idea about China being, like, this, this like, anthill society, right? Everyone's, you know, um, uh, conforming communists and all the, all the Chinese people who didn't conform uh, went to the United States or went to Taiwan. Um, but, I mean, obviously that's not the case. I mean, and, and, you know, honestly, some could say that's the same thing about the United States. It's just we have more um more illusion about our conformity right because we have the illusion of choice called capitalism versus you know whatever the hell system they have in china but um it is i mean china does have a very interesting culture it is the oldest um 
the oldest civilization, like or at least it at once was the oldest continuous civilization now i don't know what the, with what the ccp is doing i don't know if you could say this is um anything like the uh, you know the shang right and the you know the the i, I think it was like what the shang dynasty was like the earliest one well, what was it called the the middle kingdom right the kingdom under heaven and it's interesting too where you know the chinese even though they've had emperors and a lot of corruption and actually were run by foreigners for for um, quite a while with the um the, the king right being like northern barbarian sort of similar to the uh, you know the turks yeah, um, usurping the byzantine empire but they had this idea called the um which was which was a sort of like the opposite of the divine right of kings it was the mandate of heaven where the government where it's i mean comparative is something you know stupid retarded like the divine right of kings you know the mandate of heaven actually i'd say is more um i guess like more friendly towards freedom just because if a government's doing such a bad job where it's like just just outright killing people and it's not taking care of people or it's natural disasters barbarian invasions um that's going to show right and that government is going to cause a country to go into a period of decline and then that means that you know they've lost the mandate of heaven and so therefore whoever has a better idea and can restore order and prosperity to the land then has the mandate of heaven and should rule and um, i think if we applied that in this country um you know obviously we'd i think we'd have a lot of uh, change for the better Although we, you know, instead of having the mandate of heaven, we have elections and, you know, representative and so forth, you know, we could argue on the specific points of that. But obviously, you know, Xi Jinping's government has lost the mandate of heaven. The, the, the United States federal government has lost the mandate of heaven. I mean, this, you know, I, I, and, and I, I don't mean heaven as in like literally, you know, where, where, where God is. Um, I mean, just heaven as, um, you know, you have a Chinese concept. <laughs> it's interesting too the chinese police don't have any weapons they're all there they're all you don't see a holster you don't see a rifle or a baton they're all just using their um all just using their fists so for, for whatever reason they're, they're prostrating themselves on the ground They're bowing down before them, which I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess it's like a protest or something. It's kind of weird. Okay, so it's, it's just people screaming. Um, okay, so we're yelling and shaming the cops. Oddly enough, they all have phones. That's interesting that they don't. When there's like a protest, the government doesn't have like a device that could shut down all cameras and phones. I know that like these Russian billionaires on their yachts have like this system that it detects, it detects like the electronics in a digital camera, and it actually like shoots out a laser at the source, so you can't record anything. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm surprised Sununu doesn't have that like around his house or at the state house, honestly. Okay, so now they're holding someone down, arresting them. So I guess these are people who tried to escape the uh, quarantine. Okay, so this, this audio is pretty bad.
you get the idea. While people in Shanghai are starving, the owner of this chicken farm is worrying about how she could get her eggs transported to the city. Someone argued that logistics failure is not famine. Really, people are starving all the same. Hashtag CCP China, hashtag CCP virus. And it's the same thing in the United States, right? Where they're still producing, like, at least regular farms are still producing uh, plenty of food. It's just the, um, you know, the, the logistics and supply chain um, to a point where, I, like, a lot of farmers just had to straight up throw out all their milk, right? Just literally just, just you know, you, you uh, milk the poor cow. It's probably being factory farmed. You milk milk it and then you know well first of all it's calf is probably being you know force-fed fake milk and fake colostrum uh calf is taken as soon as it's born right so you know all the milk is um just going towards the uh, farmers and then they just end up pouring that shit out and then the calf that they stole from the cow ends up getting you know uh killed and turned into veal but because of logistics issues that that, that veal is gonna go you know go bad it's gonna expire so it shows all these eggs. Okay, so it shows all these eggs. And no one to eat them. And now fi uh, finally here, I just want to play this. Um, I don't know how long I'll be able to get through it, but recording of a telephone call reportedly between an elderly man in Shanghai who needs medication, food, and health check and his local residence committee you could feel the frustration and hear anger in their voices and you could guess what they want to say but can't so actually i'm curious what a residence committee is in china um a residential com uh, community is a community usually a small town or city that is composed mostly of residents as opposed to commercial businesses and or industrial facilities, all three of which are considered to be the three. Uh, in the People's Republic of China, a community, also called community unit, is an urban residential area and its residents administered by a sub-district. Communities are generally organized around a territory consisting of 100 to 700 households. The reform that created residential communities as local government in their current form was called Sheku, Neighborhood Community Building. Originally, these organizations consisted of participating citizens and chiefs, the latter ones being installed by central governance. Sheku represented an attempt to reconstruct, excuse me, to restructure the relationship between the state and urban community in China. The social anthropologist Fei Xiaotin. Fai Xiao Tung is considered the first to propose the uh, introduction of the idea of Sheku into China. The introduction of Sheku started after the collapse of a previous existing social institutions, Don Wei, during the mid 1990s. Sheku were supposed to relieve the state of certain duties and responsibilities by transferring them to citizens participating in the Sheku. They take over responsibilities, which in democratic states are assumed by organizations of the civil community. Okay, so instead of you electing a bureaucrat to lord over you, they, they have an appointed bureaucrat to lord over you. So each community has a, a community committee, neighborhood committee, or residence committee. The creation, adjustment, or dissolution of a community committee is decided by the subdistrict government. A community committee is directly elected and consists of five. Okay, so it is directly clear. five to nine members. It is responsible to the residents' assembly, which consists of all residents of the community who are 
over, at, or above the age of 18. So it's basically, you know, which is interesting too. This is sort of like calling a town hall if you, um, you know, it's like if you need food or medicine, which I guess under a martial law situation, you know, would be likely. Okay, hello, Yang Kang Residence Committee. Oh. I'm so and so from somewhere. Sir, how are you? I can't take it. I've completely run out of medicine. Right, I've run out of supplies, no food either. Right now I'm really struggling. What supplies have you run out of? Right now I'm really struggling. Sore throat, my body temperature is rising again. I'll grab some Lin Han Kingwen, traditional Chinese medicine tablet sent to you. Yeah, I did, I did look into that. That, that. that is kind of interesting. Where it's basically just, I, I think it's like a proprietary Chinese government um, mix, but it's a bunch of different herbs and things like crushed up together. It's pretty interesting. It is interesting that you'd have the communist government of China um, shilling and supporting uh, traditional medicine. I'll get you some capsules. Is, I already have this one, right. So at the moment, the residence committee only has this kind of medicine. Oh, wow. is, is, see, is, isn't single-payer, uh, isn't free healthcare awesome? Isn't communism awesome? I want, I want a CT scan. You want a CT scan? The residence committee can't decide that kind of thing. No, I need to go to the hospital for a checkup and have a CT scan. We've already reported your case, but the department above us hasn't processed it. So this, this after so long, still nobody's given me a solution. What could I do? I need to check. I'm waiting for death here. I don't know either. I don't know either, sir. So which department was it? Can you push them? I've only asked at the residence committee, right? Residence committee has already reported your case. Reported so many days ago. I still haven't heard back from you. They haven't replied to me either. They haven't replied to you, so you just don't care? I still have lots of things I have to report. Not only you. Today I'm trying to find a way to help a pregnant woman. I'm also trying to help somebody with her deceased elderly parents. Well, just imagine being shamed by the bureaucrat. It's, it's not that we don't care, it's that we're dealing with so many things. We're powerless to help. Everything the residence committee can do, I've done. Even things that the residence committee isn't supposed to do, I've done. So that's the way it is. So you can't escalate the matter to a higher department. The department above us is the highest department. That department is the sub-district. Shanghai's 12345 hotline up until now is I've already tried my hotline. I'm raising my voice. I'm also indignant. Oh, man, this guy's going to get his organs harvested after this. I'm also angry. 
powerless to help. I'm telling you now, Mister. I'm powerless to help. Mr. I have more of a grievance than you. Okay, so this old man is like on the, on the cusp of dying, and this and this bureaucrat's just yelling, giving it to him on the phone. So they can't rescue us citizens, then. Okay, well, at least in the United States, we have the benefit of a, a Supreme Court decision that uh, tells us that the police don't have to help us, so. So now he's saying how the, the government doesn't care about pregnant women, they don't care about the dead. Which I guess in China versus uh, this thing of ancestor worship that's pretty big. So yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling this guy's gonna get fired. Uh, they don't even care about bins, which I don't know if that means like trash bins, if there's like trash all over. <laughs> Sir, I honestly feel hopeless. I don't know right now. I'm more heartbroken than you. Because you can see one family. I'm seeing countless families. That is dry. I do understand that. I, 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 I do feel for this bureaucrat. Everything you said, I completely understand it. I completely understand Thank you. I'm sorry, sir. I'm powerless to help. So that's how it is. How could our country get like this? That's what the old man is asking. <laughs> uh, sorry, bye. <laughs> Click. I don't know either how Shanghai can get like this. Yeah, Shanghai, I remember. I remember someone I went to um, went to school with, and she, um, her, her family was from China, and she would always like brag about how rich her family were, and they live in Shanghai, and it's basically like a metropolis. There's something about them having like a hover car. I don't know if she's just trolling or screwing around. And I'm thinking at the time, and you know, because this, this, this person is obviously very insufferable and a total bitch, um, as you know, as wealth as wealth does to uh, does to children, makes it spoil some um, extreme wealth. And I'm thinking like, wow, you know, probably a lot of people, you know, die in your your uncle's factory or whatever. Like, if your uncle's like rich in China, he probably like, you know, if your uncle's rich in China, he probably had to do something morally repugnant to either get his money or at least to keep it, right? And you know, morally repugnant, I consider uh, working with the CCP. And so, yeah, now, now look how, uh, right? Look how the mighty have fallen, right? Look how this this Chinese Babylon, right? Shanghai, which is supposed to be like the most um, like advanced city in China and maybe even the world, and now you know they can't even take care of their old people, right? And uh, according to what this guy says, they can't even take out their fucking trash. All right. Goodbye. So. 
That was hard to listen to. And yeah, I just looked it up. Lin Hua Qing Wen is a traditional Chinese medicine used for the treatment of influenza. It's made out of apricot kernel, isatis root, weeping for scythia, Japanese honeysuckle flowers, and ephrygia. The medicine is in capsule and granular form. It's apparently, uh, its formulation includes 13 herbs, which is said to have been used for medicinal purposes as early as the Han Dynasty. Because, yeah, yeah, I was curious what uh, what that was. So now here we go. Residents in Shanghai take to the street, confront CCP police, and call them beats. I don't know what beats me. I don't know if it's like beats is in the, um, the vegetable. Okay, so April 14, Xingnan Road, um, Zhang, Zhangjiang Town, Pudong, New Area Shanghai residents took to the streets to protest and confronted the police. So this is Inconvenient Truths by Jennifer Zhang. Or I guess it's Z is pronounced as a J. The police beat people up. Okay, so now they have the same uh, medical police wearing hazmat suits and they have uh, riot shields. And so even the people, even when they're, they're like, you know, attacking the cops, they're wearing, um, they're wearing masks, which is interesting. Okay, looks like that cop has a, a gun. Okay, some of these cops have guns in their holster. So they're chanting, the police beat people up. As a, okay, so I don't know maybe China is maybe China's way more different than I thought. I mean, I, I don't know if they're, if they're if they're shocked at the idea of a police beating people up. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I, I don't know what to tell you. Or unless this is the first time these people are actually like seeing the reality of the police and like, oh wow, you know, these people, you know, our whole lives we grew up, you know, thinking that they're they're the good guys and they're gonna keep us safe and they're taking down the bad guys and when really we're just a bunch of. Um, bunch of uh hired rent-a-cop thugs this woman's like looking down on her there's like a whole fa there's like a whole phalanx of cops behind her and she's like looking down on her phone to text like So this one woman in um in uh ho some like hospital like nurse gowns is spraying some bottle on the cops or calling them beasts. And so the cops are just pushing them down the street. Are you police officers? Inhuman. What is happening in Shanghai is the result of the international situation. We are going to have a war with the U.S. Can you work out the logic behind the police officer's words? 
This happened today when police forcefully evict residents at the Naxi International Community in Shanghai. So that their homes, okay. So here, this is a cop, and I, I don't know, I guess he can't see that the woman is recording, but this is on a bus in Shanghai, and this cop is going to start yelling at the woman. And so he, says, so he says to her, the only thing you must do is to stay calm. I'm telling you, this is not caused by our police. I just love it. He's like, you know, physically grabbing, like, stay calm, stay calm. I'm telling you, this is not caused by our police. Yeah, don't believe your lying eyes. This is the result of a whole international situation. If you continue to behave like this, it's sort of funny hearing this guy like lose his cool. Like the cop just loses cool and just start like wagging his finger and lecturing on international politics. So he says, well, if you continue to behave like this, there's no hope for China. Just, just imagine it's like you're getting arrested by a cop. You know, and and he says like, hey, if if you don't if you don't come in, like, you know, because of what you're doing, um, you know, you get arrested at a protest in the U.S. and they're like, you're letting Russia win, you're letting Putin win, we're going to have a war of America, don't you know? You are still like this. We didn't make a scene, did we? I said it. There's no hope. There's no way out. There's nothing we could do. Only the Communist Party could save China now. Okay, despite the Communist Party, <laughs> just imagine getting arrested. Like you're getting arrested. Like Ian's getting arrested at the um, you know, during the raid, and then they're like, just, like lecturing him, like you know, the Democratic Party. Where uh, this is the only way we could save the country. You know, what you're doing is actually helping Putin. Getting like lectured on politics by the cops. Oh my god! But yeah, China makes sense because you know, cops, politicians. You know, they have like the um. You know, yeah, politics is um, much more taken much more seriously in China, or at least by the government there. So, what does that even mean now that the cops are just outright saying, "Oh, there's there's going to be a war for us unless this is like you know a Chinese redneck, um, like this is the equivalent of like a U.S. redneck who's a cop." It's like, "Oh, you know, you got to give up the Fourth Amendment, otherwise those Arabs will get us." And it's like, "Yeah, you got to give up your freedoms, otherwise the Americans will get us." Trust in the CCP. All right. So speaking of the CCP, actually, Biden's approval rating, and now even on CNN, I think I played this guy before. I forget what. I guess since since now they had to get rid of Cuomo, they had to get rid of. Oh, who did? Who else did they get rid of? Oh no, Jeff Zucker. I guess yeah. So now the only on-air talent I could think of was Cuomo. I've been seeing this guy a lot more, and so now even CNN is reporting on uh, biden's abysmal poll numbers and and yeah and i mean i i guess they, they, this is probably them starting to at least like test the waters to see if they could run or if they could shill a um, primary candidate against biden because if it's biden i i know i'm starting to think if it's biden versus whoever um it's you know whoever is going to win right certainly not going to be biden there is brand new polling out on the presidential approval rating, and it's not good for President Biden. Joining us now, Harriet and CNN senior data reporter. These numbers are really tough. You know, John, I don't like just looking at one poll. I like looking at multiple polls. And there were four different polls released. 
I think the cat must have moved around some wires, and that's why I hear that damn. I think it's a, um, I think it's it's like an audio cable touching a power cable. I believe makes that noise. This week, uh, Quinnipiac, we had a uh, hard public opinion strategies polls. That's with NBC or CNBC, Ipsos, Reuters, C CBS News, YouGov. I want you to look. These numbers kind of differ. They range from the low 30s to the low 40s. Yeah, so Quinnipiac is 33% approval. CBS News, YouGov is 42%. It's low 40s is not good either. But what's key is the lowest are tied for the low for the pollster. Lowest tier. Lowest tier. This is one point off the lowest. Lowest tier. And when you have three or four... Okay, actually, just could be for shitty audio. I don't know. I don't know. Could it be my... Oh, well, we'll see. Pollsters showing the lowest numbers for the President of the United States... That is indicative of a president who's in a lot of trouble, at least to where he has standed historically. Well, let's talk about history here. How does Joe Biden, President Biden, compare to former President Trump in this stage of the presidency? You know, there was always that thing. Oh, Donald Trump has the lowest approval rating at this point in his presidency. We did it over and over and over and over again. Well, at this point in his presidency, Donald Trump's numbers actually his average approval rating is one point higher than Joe Biden's, which is at 41 percent, Donald Trump at 42 percent. A first-term president at this point in his presidency, uh, this is the lowest. This is the lowest for anyone who was elected to the presidency and didn't get up there through the vice presidency. This is a really, really, really bad number. Well, I do appreciate this guy's enthusiasm, though, for numbers. Now, okay, so this is North Carolina. Build Look, we're even using the same uh, lettering from the Trump Make America Great Again here. I, I know it's probably the same company that makes the signs. Building a better America. Right, more like building back bankrupt. All right, well, actually, why am I full screening? It's like a 13-second clip. Well, I've never believed that. All right, oh, oh let's, let's see. Let's, this is why I usually keep the, uh, the, the door closed so my cat doesn't get in. Oh, well, luckily, we don't have that much more um, audio for the rest of the show, so. Oh, I believe well, we know capacity. quite better than that. Well, I've never believed that. Oh, I well, believe we know capacity. quite better than that, so you're right. The no, but you know, let me. Shut up, bitch. Don't interrupt Biden when he's speaking. Just talk for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, the, I'm a professor. You okay. are the president. That's <laughs> no, all no, that we need. No, I'm Professor Biden from Penn. <laughs> well, I've never believed. I'm Professor Biden. Okay. Um, all right, so here we go. I'm just going to show the footage can't do there's not a single thing america can't do when we do it together as the united states of america god bless you all so so there you go yeah but biden's just shaking hands with air shaking hands with no one okay oh my god Oh my God! Get get that off my screen. Okay, so yeah, it's just just him. I don't know. It, it's it's like it's, it's super underwhelming. Everyone's making such a huge deal. Oh, you know, he's shaking hands of the air. He's shaking hands of the air. Oh, he's senile. It's like okay. Oh, this is like this is making you think he's senile. Only just now. Um. Yeah. I mean, so I do want to um get to here, wrapping up. Four senators say 88-year-old Senator Dianne Feinstein's memory is rapidly deteriorating from her report, which I don't know if we're bringing this, this is from uh, businessinsider.com. I don't know if we're doing this just to throw her under the bus to save Biden um, or, you know, it would be interesting if we have like we're both like in the same year, both Biden 
and Diane and Diane Feinstein getting like forcibly removed from her positions because or, or, not forcibly removed, but they're forced to step down from her positions um, due to being geezers, uh, senile f- geezers. Four senators told the San Francisco Chronicle they're worried about Senator Feinstein's memory. At a memorial service in June, Feinstein spoke of a dead person in present tense. Oh, I'm a, you know, I believe in a god of a living, not god of a dead. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's what she means. One lawmaker said that they had to reintroduce themselves several times to her in the same meeting. Wow, that is, that is, that is really not good. You know, and hold, hold on, I think she's like what in her nineties now. Eighty-eight years old. My grandmother is. 90 i think she's like 92 and she you know she she's at the point where she's at the point where she's having like the same conversation with people like several like you know quite often uh but she still knows who i am like you know when my mother calls her she still recognizes who my mother is even over the phone and she always you know she always asks how i'm doing now she probably she asks how i'm doing multiple times in the same conversation but um, you know, she still recognizes me, uh, although I am her grandson, so I guess it's somewhat different, but, um, to, 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 be, to, to be reintroduced, oh, that's bad, that's really bad, that's really bad, and, and just, just think my, um, although I'm sure I guess, to, I guess, like, you know, Feinstein, she would still, um, she would still recognize someone like her husband or Biden or something, um, so I guess it's not totally comparable to my grandmother, but, you know, just a four-year difference, um well and also i will say like these people like you know these politicians lead very active lifestyles not necessarily active in the sense of um, like exercise but they're always doing something they're always shilling something they're always on the campaign trail uh and that's how we're able to have people like dick cheney you know the man literally doesn't have a heart it's like an artificial heart right it's just it's like like a fucking motor in his chest beating um he's like a cyborg so dick cheney he lived up or he's still alive um was the rockefeller david rockefeller lived up to like 99 um ronald reagan lived even even though he started to have alzheimer's in the late 80s he was still able to uh, live till 2005 uh bush senior all these people live to be very very old and i i do or either old or in their old age they're still somewhat cognizant and i, I do think it's just because you know they, they they live you know with all this constant intrigue and stuff it's like my um you know, my grandmother, she started to lose it a bit just because she, um, you know, she just stayed in, you know, just because of COVID, even before COVID, she just, you know, stayed inside most of the time. She was, like, starting to be afraid to go outside. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I gotta, I, you know, I gotta have someone else do the show. I'm losing my, me- but tonight I just, just got uh, thinking about, um. oh yeah interaction and stuff yeah that's right uh but my grandfather he's you know still pretty mentally sharp even though he's just like a few years uh, younger than my grandmother because he would do uh, crossword puzzles and you know sudoku and all those things uh with the explicit intention of you know keeping his cognizance for as long as possible and i think um engaging in campaigning and because my god yeah she hold on how what was i wonder what her term was her latest term um Wow, she assumed office in 1992, so 30 years of campaigning. 
30 years. So I, I do think it preserves, and also be evil too, right? They get preserved by evil. I mean, they look ugly as hell, but still preserved. Vernu claims that the oldest sitting member of the U.S. Senate isn't mentally fit for her demanding job. One unnamed member of Congress at Dianne Feinstein's mental acuity raised such concern for them that they considered staging some kind of intervention to get the 88-year-old California Democrat to retire, the San Francisco Chronicle reported Thursday. Four U.S. Senators, three of them Democrats, told the Chronicle they'd seen Feinstein's memory rapidly deteriorating to the point where they worried it interfered with her ability to do her job without significant help from her staff. Three former Feinstein staffers and a Democratic California House member also spoke with a chronicle on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitive nature of a topic, according to the report. There's a joke on the Hill. We've got a great junior senator in Alex Padilla and an experienced staff in Feinstein's office. One staffer working for a California Democrat told the Chronicle. I don't know, that, that doesn't make any sense. How is that a joke? Oh, oh, I, I, I see, I see. So it's like, what, he's the staff, and he does all the work, and she's the experienced uh, senator. Oh, that's, um, I, maybe? I don't know. Oh, no, okay, I, I see, all right. So he, okay, I never heard of him. Okay, so he he's the junior senator, and it's not Feinstein who, um, it's not, okay, I see. Because I, I don't consider these people great, so I don't know what, <laughs> so already I'm like, is he sarcastic? Um, an experienced staff, okay, so it's not her, it's her staff doing everything, which makes sense, which I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it's, yeah, I don't know if it's a, if that's good or bad. The lawmaker who can, because mind you, don't, and don't feel bad for her either, because mind you, Diane Feinstein said that she want. hold on, I, I gotta, I gotta play the clip, um, gotta play the clip, because you're not gonna believe me. Here we go. This is her calling for a uh, gun confiscation. Senator Dianne Feinstein worked for more than a year to get the assault weapons bill passed in the face of ferocious opposition from the National Rifle Association. She says she got the best she could. If I could have gotten 51 votes in the Senate of the United States for an outright ban, picking up every one of them, Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in. I would have done it. I could not do that. The votes weren't here. And good and thank God for that. So don't have any sympathy for this bitch. She wants to um she wanted to disarm the American people. The lawmaker who considered staging an intervention said they saw it uh, about doing so because they had to reintroduce themselves to find sign multiple times during a single co uh, during a single conversation. That lasted several hours. That is not good. That is really, really not good. Like, like you know, that's the kind of like, oh man, that, that's I, I forget if there was, um, I forget if I was like a plot point in like the last season of Twenty Four with Kiefer Sutherland, where um, like the president had like dementia, and I think it was like he was played by William, um, William Devane, and um. Like it's I I just have like this 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 um like and it would be played for drama. I mean I consider it somewhat funny, but for an average person to be played for drama, where there's like, you know, there's like this young you know idealistic staffer. You know, she'd be played by um the uh, the redhead from you know that redheaded um 
intern chick from um, the boys and you know she's working you know she's working for the white house and then she's in the situation room and she's biden's aide and he's like totally senile and like you know there's there's something like you know the russian troops are you know invading into poland and everyone's like you know everyone's like looking at the president what to do and then you know she looks at the president she's like oh i know you know joe biden's a good man i know he'll make the right decision and biden looks at her and he says so and she looks like yeah he says what do you think Brock's <laughs> what do you think the president's gonna decide <laughs> you know and then it's like yeah and then you know it's like roll credits and or um do the um the Doctor Strange love montage at the end the lawmaker who um okay uh, but yeah if you have to in, like multiple like okay the way I was thinking of is introducing multiple times it was like you know throughout the year say hey yeah we've don't you recognize me we've met right although I guess that wouldn't be too um you know to i i've been that way where you know i see someone who's like a listener that i saw on ian's porch in like 2017 and i see him at fork fest last year and i'm like oh remember me we uh, hung out on ian's porch I'm like oh yeah that was, that was a lot of people um or like was it patrick bateman's whole you know oh i had dinner with paul allen in london just last night so it's impossible he's dead but this is in the same conversation Right, like just imagine, if, like if someone was doing it, like if someone, like was doing, like if Mark was on FTL with Ian, and like in hour number two, he's like, "I'm sorry, what are we doing here? Who am I?" Like immediately, immediately we're gonna be like, "Okay, you know, let's let's go to a quick musical interlude, and then you know we we uh, we you know we get Mark out of there." Um, or if you know someone's like tripping on acid or whatever, you know, you'd, you'd you'd you know mute the mics and say, "Okay, all right, time time to take a twelve hour nap." Um, but my god i'm sorry i'm just i'm just so stuck on this forgetting who someone is multiple times in the same conversation two of the senators who spoke of a chronicle said feinstein had trouble recalling their names in front of them leaving them with a sense that she knew who they are but couldn't remember their names well i mean she is the senator from california it could be that she's like stoned out of her mind all the time you know for like arthritis or whatever um, I have worked with her for a long time and long enough to know what she was like just a few years ago. Always in command, always in charge, on top of the details. Basically couldn't resist a conversation while she was driving some bill or some idea. All of that is gone, the lawmaker who considered the intervention said. You know, could it be related to the vaccine? Because this is like similar to Bruce Willis where all of a sudden Bruce Willis is senile. All of a sudden he has to sell all of his real estate because he's not going to be able to, to you know, be in charge of making his own decisions soon. Um, and, you know, he got like quadruple vaxxed. Um, so I don't know. Like, is, is it causing some sort of mental mental decline in, in people? She was an intellectual and political force not, not that long ago, and that's why my encounter with her was so jarring, because there was no trace of that. And I remember, like, early on when the vac when people were getting vaccinated, people would say, um, like, oh, you know, people are losing their belief in God by getting vaccinated, or people aren't the same after they get vaccinated. And I don't know, I've just been hearing so much of that, and at first I said, I don't know, I, that's, that sounds so weird. I mean, like, what's next? You're going to say there's fucking nanobots and in alien was it alien embryos in the vaccine but now what i see stuff like bruce willis i see stuff like this um and, and also i hear about people getting into fights with her family and they never although that's probably just due to the you know stress of the economy and lockdown and things but i don't know it's just weird like so many people are just changing and becoming strange
she was an intellectual and political force not that long ago. And that's why my encounter with her was so jarring, because there was no trace of that. The lawmaker added, we've got an emperor's new clothes problem here. Feinstein, yeah, okay, I'd love to see what this asshole's opinion of, of Biden is. I mean, if, if, if he's saying that for Feinstein. Like, Feinstein has seen uh, increasing numbers of staff departures every year since 2017. The Chronicle reported, yeah, all the Chinese spies being uh, recalled back home for debrief. Other Democratic lawmakers, such as Tim, Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, defended Feinstein's cognitive capabilities to the Chronicle. Yeah, well, Pelosi, of course, because she's next. I mean, if anyone, she's like, what, 78? So I think that's actually, actually, yeah, that's like 10 years younger than uh, Feinstein, but still. Oh, yeah, none of these women age uh, with dignity, right? Have you noticed that? They all have their hairs, all, they all have their hair dyed and, you know, multiple facelifts. Like uh, my grandmother, she um, she yeah she she actually did dye her hair um, a very 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 light um, light red, um, where I just figured that was you know her natural hair. But um, when we I think the last time I like physically saw her was her um, birthday her birthday Zoom party, and she had like yeah her hair was like very blue because she obviously couldn't get it styled. But still, I mean, like, like, and, and I would understand it if they dyed it, like, a little bit, and you could see some gray, but if you, like, just, just straight up, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, like, like it's like Howard, like, like Howard Stern dying, okay, <laughs> you know, where you know that, that, you know, his hair is, ought to be all gray and white, but he dyes it, um, Pelosi, who represents San Francisco, called Feinstein a workhorse for the, pe yeah, for the people of California, she added that it was, quote, unconscionable. Yeah, which makes sense why California is such a shithole then. She added that it was unconscionable that just weeks after losing her beloved husband of more than four decades and after decades of outstanding leadership to our city and state, she's being subjected to these ridiculous acts, attacks that are beneath her dig the dignity in which she has led and the esteem in which she has held. Should Democrats retain their Senate majority in the 2022 midterm elections, Feinstein would replace the retiring Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont as third in succession for the presidency as the Senate's president pro tempore. Feinstein defended her ability to serve in a written statement of a chronicle on March 28. The last years that have been extremely painful and distracting for me, flying back and forth to visit my dying husband who passed just a few weeks ago, the senator said, but there's no question I'm still serving and delivering for the people of California, and I'll put my record up against any of you stupid goyams. The senator released an additional statement on Thursday afternoon. While I have focused for much of the past year on my husband's health and ultimate passing, I have remained committed to achieving results, and I'd put my record up against anyone's. Feinstein said in the statement, In the past few months, I successfully led the reauthorization of a bipartisan Violence Against Women Act, secured more direct government funding for my state, yeah, you know, just, than any other Democratic senator other than the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, yeah, so she just straight up, you know, siphoning off uh, wealth from more productive states to her fucking shit, like, and a literally shithole state, right? There's maps. There's online maps of human shit all over California. Uh, the real question is whether I'm still an effective representative for 40 million Californians and the records show that I am. 
There have been several other reports in recent years concerning Feinstein's mental acuity. Politico reported in September 2020 that some Democrats were concerned of Feinstein's ability to run confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court nominee at the time, Amy Coney Barrett. The New Yorker reported in December 2020 that Feinstein appeared to be experiencing memory issues. And I mean, memory issues aside, I do think it's an issue of having people this fucking old in um, in government because we're just going to be so out of touch, right? Where you have, was it, Biden was going on saying, yeah, you know, people will listen to a record player at night. Like, so are, are, are we going to respect the opinion, uh, his opinion on shit like copyright laws? If this guy still thinks people listen to vinyl records, I mean, you know, for mo- like most people still listen to vinyl records. I know some people do. I, I like vinyl records. The senator has not held a town hall since 2017. She has also drastically reduced her interactions with the public outside of committee appearances and avoids extended sit-down interviews, a Chronicle reported. Yeah, okay, then she needs to go. She needs to fucking go because, I mean, she's not accountable to the um, people. She's like a Chinese emperor, right, being all secluded, having like, you know, f- like, you know, two two-foot-long fingernails, collecting her urine in jars. I mean, if you're not going to do sit-down interviews, if you're not going to, you know, be like, like physically see your voters, you shouldn't be in fucking office. A former Feinstein staffer said the senator still insisted on signing off any communication released by her office, but began experiencing a great degree of trouble remembering what the staff was telling her about key legislation and committee investigations. Yeah, yeah, uh, Senator, Dian- uh, Senator Feinstein, we're guilty. We're all guilty. We're all guilty. Yeah, yeah, just, 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 just sign here. Here, just, just vote this way. It's really hard to have a micromanager who is not fully remembering everything that we've talked about, the former aide told the Chronicle. My biggest concern is that it's a real disservice to the people of California. A flashpoint incident occurred in June when Feinstein spoke at the memorial service for the former commissioner of the San Francisco port and Halstead, whom the senator had known for several decades. Feinstein made two sets of remarks, according to the Chronicle. The first time up, she made generic comments about the city of San Francisco and incorrectly gave Pelosi a shout-out as the Democratic leader in the United States Senate. She later corrected herself by joking that she promoted Pelosi to the Senate, but Feinstein did not mention Halstead once in the first speech. Feinstein went back to talk about Halstead. (laughs) You speak at at someone's funeral and you don't talk about them. You just give your your shitty, you know, cringe uh, political talking points. You sit down and then someone's like, yeah, yourself actually have to talk about this you have to, you have to vote there was a few this is a funeral and they say oh well excuse me Feinstein went back up to talk about Halstead but but spoke of her in the present tense it was quite disconcerting an attendee who has known Feinstein for decades told the Chronicle it's clear that she's really over the line so I guess this is an update from 11 hours ago. Senator Dianne Feinstein says she won't resign and is rather puzzled by reports that she's mentally unfit to serve. Um, following the report of the San Francisco Chronicle that raised fresh concerns about the Senator Dianne Feinstein's mental fitness, the 88-year-old California Democrat indicated that she's not going anywhere. I meet regularly with leaders, she told the Chronicle's uh, editorial board on Thursday. I'm not isolated. I see people. Yeah, you see all the shills and all the, all the lobbyists. 
my attendance is good. I put in all the hours. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. Anyone's attendance could be good, right? You know, someone who's mentally handicapped has a, could have a perfect attendance record. It's what they do that matters. We represent a huge state, and I'm so rather puzzled by all of this. I don't know why I'm giving her the uh, voice. This is how I imagine she sounds. She's like the, the slug woman from um, from uh, Monsters Inc. I'm watching you, Wazowski. A House Democrat from California also anonymously told the Chronicle that they had... Okay, all right, so basically this is all over. This is um, the same thing. Okay, so let's... Hold on, I, I actually am somewhat curious here... Um... The magic, okay, so I'm just curious here um, for pumpkin, if, if we're going to have pumpkin fest, so scheduled for Saturday, October 22nd, is set to be bigger than in years leading up to the pandemic, but still substantially smaller than what the festival had been at its peak years ago, which subsequently caused a riot, well, I wouldn't say it caused it, but where, where there just happened to be a riot. Um, is it going to be worth it? I remember the last pumpkin fest. It was like fucking raining and the guy who runs it's a total status. He wanted to, I remember, um, I, I was at the city city hall for, for a, um, separate, uh, for something separate, but he was demanding there be an ordinance that like limited, um, how many people could be on a property for like an event. And even, even the, you know, even the tyrannical keen city council was like, no, we can't do that. And this video, you know, he threw a bitch fit. And like the, the city council, like you know, gave him a tore him a new one, and he had to, you know, go back home with his uh, hat in his hands. I remember this was a few years ago. So fortunately, it looks like he's uh, dropped that. But yeah, Pumpkin Fest is so fucking lame. I mean, who would? Well, they're still wearing masks at city council. Oh wow. President of Keen Pride. That looks like a guy you trust your kids with. And of course, the um, the nonprofit that runs Pumpkin Fest somehow got a at-large city councilor, which yeah was unable to attend. Well, you know, you should have. Um, he should have stepped down and not given the not voted because it's obviously a conflict of interest same loser all right well i'm obviously not missing much um actually i'm curious though for the other board that i follow because it's been hartford select board hanover select board public comment Oh wow! Oh, it's okay. Um, okay, so River Audio isn't working. Anyways, alright, I'm just gonna finish up here on. Um, I'll watch that later. So, David. So, so this is from David Hogg, and he tweeted this on April twelfth. 
And I could have swore he tweeted this out sooner. I could have swore he tweeted this out much sooner, um, where he's talking about his his <laughs> his family being feds and like and and um let's see here yeah because i remember him tweeting something similar like a few weeks or like a few months ago um and now like on literally on day one i i viewed the parkland shooting as a false flag um as an obvious false flag too honestly um and that's not just schizo posting too i mean very very there's a difference between um yeah there's a difference between um well schizo posting and like i mean because i mean the thing is though like just from usually within like the first reporting i could tell if the first few hours of reporting i could tell if something's a false flag or not um and yeah well when i told that story on the day of a parkland shooting i see snapchat footage that was cool going viral of um the kid via you know the kids i think i heard david hogg's voice too he was um he, he they were talking about like oh my god i can't believe we're in a school shooting i can't believe we still have to deal with these gun laws or something like well there's gunfire going on and you never you know i never saw that footage again so and then there was that whole controversy whether or not david hogg was even in the building where the shooter was in um versus i remember like a few of the students actually called into Infowars and they said that when they were all in lockdown they saw the kid who is the shooter nicholas cruz and the girl she said to him huh i thought i figured you would have been she said when i heard there was a shooting happening i thought it would have been you who did it and um it's just all this weird shit and so now we have david hogg right who became famous from that he he got into harvard because of that and at, at the time i knew his um it was pretty pretty common knowledge his father worked for the fbi which is a huge red flag And it's weird, like, all the kids, anytime they try and use kids, the kids are the children of famous people. Like, the uh, the girl, the girl who was going on about, um, what was it, the um, fake incubator babies, the, not, the nay era testimony was false testimony. And I still, still, I still see this shit, um on uh, on facebook where it's like like oh the this this 15 year old girl you know silenced the un for 15 minutes or whatever um and it turns out that yeah classic example of modern atrocity propaganda yet yeah, no one ever talks about that um her last name was naria al-sabah and that she was the daughter of saud al-sabah the kuwaiti ambassador to the united states oh so they couldn't even just get some some kuwaiti orphan girl right you know give her like you know ten thousand dollars which i guess is a lot of money there and say yeah hey you know we, we need you to say these things you don't have to know what they mean just just read it phonetically um and then we'll we'll you know we'll, we'll uh, give you a nice place to live a stay in like switzerland or israel and you know no one uh no no one's ever gonna no, you know you you can't ever get behind it in front of a camera right no no one could ever know the truth um no man to get the fucking daughter of the ambassador which is pretty i imagine it's pretty easy to find out who she is right so um they did the same thing here of david hogg getting the son of an fbi agent so now david hogg tweets out has anyone else had the experience of having a parent who did a lot of classified stuff and while they can't tell you about it you start connecting the dots and realize if you're even 10% right, your parent did some insane stuff. Like, 
like got a awards that don't even say what they are for very likely very clearly like redacted so he, he writes phonetically too right or literally got a reward and can't even take it home because it's that secret i didn't realize how like not normal this was until i was older and now i'm thinking of yeah yeah you know daddy have you ever won an award oh yes son i've, I've won a lot of awards but they're so secret i can't tell you about them <laughs> yeah it goes in your cry cries in a bathroom and masturbates I, I didn't realize how like not normal this was until i was older and now i'm thinking about all the random things throughout my childhood and though i don't know what what it was ex what it was exactly he was doing i'm like and so he posts the um conspiracy meme from it's always sunny in philadelphia but it makes sense he knows how to shoot guns fly a plane fly a helicopter scuba dive and skydive and more and both my grandpas did a lot of secret stuff too according to family lore some stuff so crazy i don't believe it it was the same path i wanted to go down prior to everything happening following in their footsteps learn a couple language computer science international affairs and then drop off a face of the earth and work for the state department yeah that, that makes a lot of sense I, I just imagine exactly david hogg is the exact kind of person the state department or the fbi or cia would um want working for them right a bunch of fucking passive aggressive soy beta males who are easily controlled and they have an iq high enough that they could do technical things but not high enough that they could think for themselves obviously not doing that now i did want to follow in their footsteps i'd have run gut elect get elected hold on i'd have to run get elected and work on the intel committee or something it's funny how many conspiracy theories there are because while it's true my dad was a fed who did a lot of stuff a can't talk about it that's it we really are just kids and the fact that you are so good that we are so good we must be fbi or cia or something is flattering it's false so yeah i mean you know you're 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 so confident in your innocence that you have to go and and tweet a bunch of like this is so weird to this is exactly like how a criminal does it right like a criminal would like you know a criminal who wants to brag about his illegal shit but he's too pussy to just outright say it he'd say oh well you know i i, I am actually very good at uh you know, breaking into safes and you know my family has a history of it but you know i personally wouldn't but if you think i'm a bank robber then that's flattering <laughs> like me thinks he doth protest too much trust me if we were we would be a lot more successful <laughs> I wouldn't be talking about this, and I certainly... Yeah, so if I actually did do the false flag, I wouldn't be talking about it. Oh, gee, how convenient is that for you? And I certainly wouldn't have so many spelling errors, lol. But it has made it easier to figure out which of my classmates I'll probably never see or hear from again after college because they are going to... Because they are going to work for the government. Ha ha. Yeah, no, probably because they don't want anything to do with you. I only talk about this at all because I literally know nothing about what he did. So it doesn't feel like a risk. And he's been retired for over five years. Thanks to everyone. Well, and I mean, I, I just want to say if they were, if, if, if the FBI was going to get someone to do something illegal, I mean, wouldn't it make sense that they got someone who isn't act, like someone who worked for them so they could, you know, they have an idea of who they are and they probably have a blackmail folder on them so they could be easily controlled. 
And at the same time, if they get caught, then they have plausible deniability because they say, oh, well, he was former FBI, right? He he used to work for us, but um, we want, you know, we have nothing to do with him now. Like, um, so that, that doesn't you know, mean anything. And, and I mean, I, I think... I think probably like what's what's a likely scenario is is that David Hogg actually does indeed know nothing. He's a useful idiot that his dad, and and, and he the only reason he's in the position that he's in is because of his dad, right? But his dad was either in on it or um, they knew they could trust him because of who his dad was. That they have you know blackmail on his dad. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had blackmail on fucking um, on um, David Hogg either. I mean it's it's you know like like you know. Um, uh, it's, it, it's like, it, it, it is still, you know, uh, just hypothetically, right. I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm, I'm just put, I'm just stating that it is possible for someone who's underage to be charged with a crime for watching child pornography, right? It's totally possible for someone underage. In fact, actually a lot of the people who do get busted for child porn are underage because they either make it or they receive it. And it's like from a classmate, um, not a majority, but, you know, there, are, there is, like, an odd amount of um, underage people who do get busted. I mean, I, I do think it's tragic because there's no, you know, like, no one could possibly memorize every single law. So, like, if you're 13 years old and you have Snapchat and, you know, everyone around you is a degenerate and you literally don't know any better and you have no idea what taxes are, let alone, you know, child pornography laws, you know, you take a, you know, you, you take a uh, picture of yourself naked and, you know, send it to your crush or send it to um you know whoever your your boyfriend or girlfriend is because you know i say put in quotes because if your parents have to drive you to a date you know you're not really officially dating um because you know when i was in a freshman year i thought i was dating when really it wasn't you but um yeah, but in in David Hogg, so I mean, anyway, so I'm I'm just bringing that up. That's a non sequitur, right? That's, that has nothing that has nothing to do with David Hogg. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they have some sort of blackmail on him. Um, one strange side effect of his job: a BlackBerry ringtone is forever seared into my brain as the sound of my childhood. So yeah, that's 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 not sus at all. Anyway, so thank you everyone so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful Friday friday evening um yeah some pretty heavy subject matter now we have the crypto free with um oh shit i probably should have said this at the beginning of the show um yeah so nobody uh as part of his plea deal sentencing isn't for quite a while now but um he's pleading to a maximum of 30 years and a maximum of one million dollar fee but um, at least from what I saw when I watched the um, his uh, bail hearing, I think he's like bail appeal. I forget if it was his no, um, no, it wasn't his appeal. It was it was the hearing in front of Laplante. Because he had the hearing in front of a magistrate first, then he appealed it, and then it got before Judge Laplante. It looked like Judge Laplante had some sort of like begrudging respect for nobody, where like you know he we all heard the, you know when the prosecution tried to um, get him stripped of uh, tried to uh, prevent him from getting bail. They played the um, infamous uh, prison phone or jail phone call, and you know the judge heard it, and I heard it, and I'm thinking, oh my god, this is it. But uh, the judge, you know, said that nobody is a very thoughtful, um, yeah, just you know, very thoughtful person, and he had like some sort of begrudging respect. So I'm hoping that the judge goes easy on him. And now a lot of people, um, 
you know, a lot of people are taking this as bad news. Um, just because there's like this idea that because they're pleading guilty that they're going to, um, you know, turn against, uh, you know, going to testify against Ian or that shows that they were guilty. Um, but honestly, I mean, I think the people who do take, who did take plea deals, I mean, you know, just looking at it from a positive, um, positive perspective, you know, I mean, they're able to, um, you know, they're able to get out of this uh, terrible situation without, um, you know, for most part without jail time, um, or spending a, um, you know, an extreme amount of time in jail. And, um, if they're actually taking the plea bargain, I mean, it's certainly not a deal, right? People say, oh, they made a deal with a government. No, it's, it's not a deal. It's a government telling you how it's going to be. I mean, the government gives you its twisted version of mercy and you could accept it or not. But, um, you know, like taking a plea bargain, I understand it's more preferable than, you know, the uncertainty of fighting it out in court. Um, actually, yeah, there's Ian posted on social media a statement. My friend, nobody took the plea today in the Crypto 6 case. They got him for contempt of the banks. And then posted a, a, a quote here from Thomas Jefferson stating, I sincerely believe that banking establishments are more dangerous than standing armies. And yeah, absolutely. So I just want to end on that note. Um, so we'll continue keeping an eye on this. So now it is the Crypto 3 um, and we'll um, continue keeping everyone updated. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in. I will hope you all have a wonderful Easter weekend and I will see all of you or actually you'll you yeah, I'll be back Monday 8 p.m. Eastern. Someone needs me I don't know how or where But believe me I walk the universe To find her For better or for worse Beside her For the honor of love By the power